Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hear this, hear this, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut shut your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what a deal. Ahoy. What's up? <laughs> Just a great weekend of football. What's up? That's good what's Monday. Up. Good it Monday is a good all. Monday. Hello. Uh, Ryan Buckley doing well over there. Niners oh, win. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling very good. Feeling good. All right. Especially with the image of that final play just playing on loop in my head. You <laughs> yeah. know? It, that was I had to some, rewatch that. Something too. a Niners fan is going to revel in for some time. I'll I tell you what. I, I'm a bit of a uh, – I get it. I'm a bit of a nerd. Like, I'll, I'll record games and I'll go back. And, and I like understanding why things happen, right? I just, I'm, I'm, my brain's wired that way. It was my favorite part about playing. It's the one thing I miss. Or I'll watch film breakdown. And I, I like people that are really smart that'll you know that'll kind of walk you through with the all twenty two and be like, hey, this is what they were doing. I, for the life of me, still cannot figure out what that was. And I understand that it wasn't working. Okay, like no matter what you did there, it wasn't going to succeed. That game was over. But for the life of me, I don't understand what the premise of it was. It's very confusing to me. I I, I don't get it. And it's possible that I'm just dumb and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are really smart, but. That I'm taking an L on that one because I've yet to see someone, and I follow a lot of people. I've yet to see someone give me a breakdown of what that was, well, nor can I figure it out. I have a breakdown. What do you got? Because I watched it. Yeah. Well, I don't have all 22 or anything. Yeah. But I just was like, man, that was really bad. Let's watch it again. <laughs> what? And then you watch different elements of it, and you go, wow, yeah. let's watch it again. Yeah. And I will say that if Dak, if he throws it out to, so he, so. The whole thing was so dumb that uh, Zeke Elliott was at center. Yeah. Hopefully his last play in the NFL was him getting trucked at center. <laughs> the rugby formation. But he gets housed, and then who who was that? That that Was that Warner? I don't know who that was. <sighs> Warner Award. I'd Somebody trucks him, okay? Yeah, he gets lit up. And then the guy that was – so the Niners had like six guys way back. Yes. So – uh, That's why I said it wasn't going anywhere, regardless. Well, but so, the yeah, so they they have six guys w- out, like they have six guys out of the shot. Yes, uh, at least you the one that I saw. You cannot see them in. Yeah, they're just way down. Yeah, the they're field. not okay. in view. But if Prescott, so he has to get the ball out of his hands quickly, right? Because his center didn't <laughs> hold up. 
his center, the running back, yeah. failed to block. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was out to the right, there were they they had I think three receivers out to I guess um, if you're looking at the screen, the Cowboys left, Dax left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are three guys out there. There's four. Four guys out there. Four okay. guys out there. There was only one or two Niners. One of the Niners broke in to to get after Dak. The other Niner broke in to make the tackle on the guy that Dak threw the ball to. If Dak just quickly gets the ball to any to any of the other guys on the left side, they've got room to run. I'm not saying they're going to score, but they can they can at least get the play started. Yeah, you know, it was Ward who came in and, and lit him up. It was Jimmy Ward. Yeah. You had a great game, but still, it's yeah. So I think uh, you are right in that the funniest part is Ezekiel Elliott and his and his pass block. I can't say like it seemed like Ezekiel Elliott thought the person pass rushing was just going to stop after he snapped the ball. It was one of those, one of those like they'll never see this coming. They know they won't know what to do. And he's not going to run through me, is he? It's like when you like when you're a little kid or whatever, and your mom's like, "You just stand right up to that bully and he'll back down," and then the bully just smashes you in the face. You're like, "That's not the way that's supposed to go." Well, it's not that it mattered. No, none of it mattered. It was very cowboysy. Just Buck saying that that last play, like yeah. going on in a loop. I, I've That's watched, a good exclamation for a yes. Niner fan. I I've watched that thing so many times, and I just don't understand what the hell was going on. And the only thing I can think of at all that has ever resembled this in the NFL is when the Colts tried something similar, and it failed spectacularly. Like in an, What in, was that? They, they tried to do like a fake punt or something, and they basically direct snapped it to like a gunner who got tackled by the Patriots to like end the game. And this happened maybe four or five years ago. You can find it on Twitter. Some people have found that play, but it's the only other oh. time I've ever seen a single center and quarterback exchange with everybody else all flushed out, and it just was a disaster. What I want to see, if, if you're going to do this, right, because you had your linemen out there, but the linemen were all spread out. The linemen were playing on, on both sides, right? You had linemen split out to the to the top and bottom of the screen. So once you're doing this, obviously you're, you're not trying to throw it deep. You're trying to run the hook and ladder, and you're just going to get into some uh, some rugby you know, laterals. Why not have no O-linemen? Why not just bring all skilled players out there? Because you, you still have to have linemen that you can't throw the ball to. But once you throw the first pass, then it's just ladder time. So why have a 320-pound guard? Where's he going with the ball? You're not, you're not blocking anybody. So just you know, put everyone in there and then just have it be a lateral fest and see what happens. Maybe you get a fast guy and he breaks one. Yeah, why doesn't anybody do that? I don't know. It's better than what that was. I just thought it was hilarious that Elliot got trucked. And well, uh, he's a joke. And Ward came up. Well, he's all they got he now because joke. Pollard's broken. I loved how many times he looked to the sideline to be like, "Get me out of here!" And then they were like, "Oh wait, yeah, Pollard's hurt. You yeah. can't. Just, you can't come out." Yeah. <gasps> Whoops. Well, but hey, you need ten inches. He'll get you eleven. <laughs> well, he, that he, guy sucks. He's got good hair. Anyway, so he's got that. <clears throat> do you think if um, do you think if a player could fly, that would be legal? Uh huh. <laughs> player could well, fly. like he he throws he throws it out left to one of those receivers, yeah. and they you start super, running, and then Superman? they sort of fly. Yeah, and I then mean, they cross the goal line. I, I suppose Is that legal. I suppose that would be legal. Would I don't, I don't know if there's a rule against flying, but you know, like if you could just jump really high, <laughs> like one no, of those kung, like one of those kung fu movies. 
Yeah, like they're not going to tackle him because he can fly. Like, what if the Cowboys the whole time had this guy who can fly on the sideline? And I, I think he would. They be... never used him, and then they use him for that play, and he flies across the goal line. Ultimate what? secret weapon. Well, I've thought about this, like in the like the X Men universe and whatnot. Why not? If you're one of those mutants, just go play football. You'd be the greatest player of all time. Like you said, if you can just levitate, you wouldn't even really need to fly. If you can just hover, you know, I don't know, three, four feet up in the air, there you go, just kind of cruise over. Be the ultimate goal line back. Hey, uh, very sportsy first segment. We'll have plenty of time to talk about sports today. Yeah. Uh, so I have to bring something up that I saw uh, last night on my uh, dog walk. Okay. How do we feel about Christmas lights on the 22nd of January? Yeah, it's a bit much. There's a lot of them in my neighborhood. Uh, yeah, that definitely happens. Like a lot. Yeah. Well, now I get that people leave them up year round, right? I think a lot of people leave them up year round. Very few. But if you have a really nice setup, like in a tough, in some that are tough to hang, I think they just leave them up. Oh no, I think it's the other way around. I I think if you have very simple, uh, like a simple light structure up, like maybe just uh, some rooftop like gutter lights, I think those are easier to leave up. If you have a big ornate setup. None of those stay up. Like those tend to go up mm. and those tend to go down because you're serious about it. The people that leave lights up, that's not like an intentional I mean to do this sort of thing. You're just a lazy son of a gun and you're like, well, I'm not doing that. Uh. And the laziness doesn't lead to you putting up elaborate schemes. In fact, like if anyone would be in the market to leave lights up, it'd be me because of my mm. my momentum. Once they're up, dude, it's it's sometimes it takes me a little bit. Like I'm usually a, a two week in, like January 10th, 11th, and I'm like, oh God, I'm like, I'm that guy. And then I finally get around to taking them down. All right, I'm going to watch this. Interesting theory. I, I've never thought of it that way. I'm going to keep an eye on these houses in my neighborhood. Yeah. That have some pretty nice setups and they're still on. Hmm. Well, I can see you trying to get, because you put a lot of effort into yeah, it. Yeah, you milk it. But I'll be shocked if those are still up in February. So, the, Oh, so they have a week? The well, one, yeah. Days, the ones days. that are going to be up into February and March, um, I had, look, it's, they're not going to be the nicest houses in the neighborhood. That's my, that's my prediction. Do you have an HOA? No. Because I, I feel like HOA is, is where that line gets drawn all the time. I was talking to Luke about this, and he said that there's, they draw the line at the end of January. So a lot of people, I oh. think plan on keeping it up through January just because into the new year. The, the part I don't get is when you have like the giant inflatables and stuff. Like if you just have some nice white lights along the borders of your house, whatever. Yeah. But when you've got like Snoopy in a sleigh, different story. Yeah. And I don't mind. I actually think I'm a big fan of exterior lighting. Hmm. Huge fan. And so, too. yeah, a nice, um, oh. a, a nice uh, outdoor white light or maybe a tree lined. Oh. I, I think that's great. You're I'm around, you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm on board. Okay. So here's the thing. This is interesting you say that. I put up two, so we got two new trees guarding our front door. Okay. Like little evergreen, or like little, you know, they're about this tall. Okay. Uh, five feet. But have a Christmas tree-esque feel about they them. They look like little mini Christmas trees, right? Sure. They're just like little. Yeah. You got some nice bushes, trees. some shrubbery, if you will. Yeah. And I put white lights around each of them. Love it. And I put them, I put the lights up, not thinking Christmas, uh, this was before Christmas, like before Thanksgiving, I was like, I'm just going to put lights on them because yeah. I love that light. The exact thing you're talking about. Yeah. Because the porch light's a little too, um, a little dim and back, you know, it's, no, it's, it's too bright. Oh, okay. so this makes it nice and soft and, mm -hmm. but you can still see. And, uh, now there, so I turn them on every night still, mm -hmm. but I don't consider that Christmas. Lights. I don't either. I think that's just exterior illumination yeah. and you should never be shamed 
of having great exterior they are, illumination. They are Christmas lights. Though. Yeah. Do we draw the line though? Is it just whites versus whites. like like color yeah, white, like red, yes. blue, green, I think whatever? White is different because yes. white looks kind of like just a, a classy accent, whereas the ones with like all the bright colors look festive. Right? Yes, you shouldn't have candy right. canes up in July. But if you have a nice, soft white light mm. going, I think you're fine. Mm. Especially kind of the, the tree lights, the, the, they just pop. I think they add a or real up uh, light. It's like up-lights. uplighting. Yes. Yeah. I think they just Very add nice. a real classy uh, sort of element. Uh, by the way, someone uh, texting our show. Can you believe that? It happens sometimes. Monday time. text. How about that? They said, uh, I've often wondered if somebody takes off from the three point line mm-hmm. and they tomahawk dunk. Yeah. Is that a three pointer? Yes, it is. As long as your feet are behind the line when you leave it. Well, that's the new play, then. <laughs> Maybe like a finger roll from the three-point line. What if... I've thought about that. Like, if someone like Giannis just gets a yeah. full head of steam and leaps from the top of the arc, how far can he get with just a little push shot? Well, I don't you think know? it's going to be Giannis, but maybe two more generations and they'll have that <laughs> Oh, shot. no, I'm not saying, like, he's... But, like, how close could he get to make... Could he make a 14-footer that's worth three points? You know, yeah, but you've got oh. a lot of forward momentum. I think that's going to be a difficult. Leaner. I think so too. You need to you oh. need to develop that Michael Jordan Space Jam Go Go Gadget arm dunk. That's ah, what the you stretch need. Armstrong style. The stretch Armstrong. You get that, and now you've got an unstoppable weapon. So you're talking about like the running, the like the sprinting three point floater. Yeah, yes. kind of. I mean, if if that's the rule, how close could you get and still take three points? Well, Curry has that really good floater in the key. This would just be a floater from like the top of the key. What about this Wimbanyana guy? Isn't he like <laughs> yeah, he's seven four? He's seven. I don't know if he's seven four, but he's seven foot with freakishly long arms and is really athletic. I like this three point finger rolls idea. Yeah. Three point finger rolls. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if George Gervin can finger roll from you know from six feet out, why not be able to do it from seventeen feet out? I mean, if you would have told me that, I don't know, ten years ago. That Lillard and Curry would regularly pull up from basically the midcourt logo. Lillard had one against the Blazers back when they were kicking their ass. You he, mean the Lakers? Oh yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, Lillard plays. Lillard plays for the Blazers. Well, they got their ass kicked. So either way, he pulled up from the logo straight up and drilled it. Like if if some if you would have told someone that that shot was going to be part of uh, of the repertoire ten years ago, they would have laughed at you. So maybe we're laughing at the three-point finger roll now, but like your grandkids, oh yeah, they'll be like, I can't believe you didn't three-point finger roll. Now, is early lights, bro, the same as late lights, bro? Yeah, I think it's the same one. Same person? I think it's the same person. Well, let's say this. See, because I've always thought that's because they have them up year round, and they can just easy just flip them on. No, I, I, when you're talking about a really I meant to do this sort of vibe, I think it's the same person now. In in my neighborhood, um, we do have a couple of the olds, but I think it's more of a, a senile sort of thing. There is there's two or three homes that really look like they are. Um, it looks like they're shut ins. Like it's it's like if you're walking through an abandoned forest, you're like, oh, there's some kids in that house. It's it's really rough. And if you look in the windows, they do have like the fake Christmas tree like decorations up all year long but i i don't think that's come down in like 17 years hmm. i think they're just in some i think they're convinced that it's december all year round so I, I think that's different i think those are like outliers but for the most part i think you fall into two categories you know those who take it seriously and those that are like eh, maybe one of these days i'll get around to it jr uh, pointed out that uh, phil hendry 
the Phil Hendry show had Coach Vernon Dozier on <laughs> recently or like several years ago yeah. from uh, Belmar Academy, and he played against a team that had a player that could levitate, and it made <laughs> it made the passing game impossible. <laughs> and people like there's that some show is there's so some good. SEC guy. If you don't know, Phil Hendry's a guy that he does <laughs> he does bits. And he plays like different characters, but it's him. It's having he's having a conversation with himself, and it's always some absurd over the top. And the people that are listening don't get it, and they, and, call, and in. they call in, and they're, they're just, like, "How could you put this guy on there?" <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's one of the best shows in radio. Phil Hendry's history. a genius. Yes, I, I've never heard that one, but I, I can <laughs> levitate. Great bit. Yeah, passing da- game stuff when they can levitate. David Blaine's out there just teleporting yeah. to the twelve. Why is David? <laughs> why does somebody not pick up David Blaine? <laughs> You would think, if he can walk on water, if he can hover, why can't he do it in the exactly. NFL? All right. Well, shall we start with our sports talk? Yeah, we, we, talk we touched sports. on it with Bucks. Uh, his, Bucks his, Niners. You his, feeling his good, Bucks? Sports pants. I'm feeling great. Sports pants are yeah. tight. Feeling great. Brock Purdy passed I don't know the if test. I, if I'm the Niners, I feel good. Well, I'm feeling great to have gotten through it. But Philly, yeah. Philly scares you. Yeah, Dallas scared me, and so the fact that they made it through—I well, mean, I think Philly should scare no a lot turnovers, more than and a couple of them were hold your breath. Could have been turnovers, tipped balls, and things like that. Uh, yeah, the Niners look uh, dodged a couple bullets. Let's put it this way: the Cowboys could have had that game, and they so could've. that as a Niner fan, I'm guessing you're going, "Ah, oh, that we got, you know, wasn't our greatest, but yeah. you know, we pulled it out. Tough team, yep. but uh, as Suk said." It's a different animal. Time for a step up in competition. Yeah, it's a different animal than what you've seen the last couple of weeks out there in, in Philly. And uh, all that talk of, and, and we weren't certain because they hadn't looked good the last month or so, and, you know, Hurts and all that. Well, our Eagles, you mean? Our Eagles. Um, fly, Eagles, fly. Turns, well, no, I had, a, well, my Super Bowl bet, unfortunately, was Philly and Buffalo. So I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I liked Buffalo a lot this weekend. I did too. That one still surprises me. Well, and and yeah, of course, you know, overreaction, you know, Monday. Yeah. Of course, now oh, I'm an overreact. Now we're calling for heads. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Trade Josh Allen. Well, he's in Sean McDermott. Like fire it, fire he his sucks. ass right now. He's he's terrible. And the Demar Hamlin thing, I think it was just too emotional for him. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get started. We already did three eighteen on the fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, two things before the poll question. Before. I just saw this uh, while posting the poll question on Twitter. Yeah. Um, five players have a college football playoff win and an NFL playoff win. And we added our fifth this past weekend. Okay, wait, run that by me again? Five, uh, sorry, five quarterbacks. Okay, I was like, whoa, how is that? Okay. Quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. Sorry. With a NFL playoff win and a college football playoff win. Okay. So there's only been a handful of college football playoffs. So, yeah. so, so I'm, well, Hertz is obviously one of them now. Yeah, he just got on there. Uh-huh. Burrow. Yep. Uh, Herbert, right? Oh, no, he no. didn't He didn't win it. He won the Rose Bowl. That wasn't part of the Well, the he playoffs. hasn't won a playoff game. Oh, yet. that's true, too. <laughs> Uh, He's done neither. So it wouldn't be Allen. It wouldn't be Mahomes. Lawrence. Trevi. Would have one of those. Those three. Uh, Who am I missing here? You're missing Deshaun Watson. Ah, I forget about him. And you're missing kind of an outlier. Surprising one. Kind of an outlier. He obviously College football playoff win. Is it it recently? No. Uh, (laughs) Who the hell? Who am I? I mean, kind of recently because the college football playoff isn't that old. It's not that old. Yeah. I don't know. Marcus Mariota. He has a I don't remember him winning a playoff game. Oh, he won a playoff game. game Yeah, he won one in Tennessee. Titans. Yeah, that was that, that. like, if they win, there was the idea if they win, they were going to fire, or if they lost, they were going to fire their coach. I remember that. Yeah, you kind of forget about that. I've forgotten that. Yeah, but he got a win. How about that? A win. How about that? And now, I don't know. How about them, Cowboys? Taking care of it. By the way, did you see Jerry after the game? Oh yeah, we've we've got the audio. We have yeah. Jerry audio. I mean, I know he's old, but like it's starting to get into weird Al Davis territory, oh, and yeah. he's he's on like health watch. He's he's not doing well. Most importantly, Buck found that Colts um, fake punt clip. Is it the same? <laughs> oh my god! Same, same for- freaking it's, same formation. It's, it's worse. <laughs> the Colts one is. It's worse. Yeah, <laughs> because so they hand it off to their smallest guy in the field who just gets well, immediately no, tackled. They're losing twenty-seven twenty-one to the Patriots. They have the football on the on their own 37 mm-hmm. with a minute something to go. They line up to punt. Everybody except for the center and the running back go right. Okay, so so it's just the center and the running back lined up under center uh, at the oh. line at you know with the ball. Oh yeah, I see it. And he snaps it and just gets pummeled by like three. <laughs> Three Patriots. Boy, I see that right. It's the damn thing. Hold on, I got it. They're they're getting ready to snap it. They're under center too. Which, and by the way, yeah, no shotgun, and there's a false start. So. Why aren't you in shotgun? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's I'm, worse. I'm here to tell you that yes, if that's your inspiration, you guys you, look that up. You, I'm looking. I just I just googled Colts fake punt. Um, that uh, and that was what Pagano right was their head Chuck coach. Chuck Pagano. That does. If you want to feel bad or feel I better you, as baby. a Cowboy fan. Okay. You should look at that. And by that's Pat McAfee too. <laughs> mm. that's, that's, Is he the who? who? He, he was the punter. Well, but they didn't have a punter. They on didn't the field. have the punter. It just yeah. they showed McAfee on the sideline. He could tell he was it's all pissed. Like what the hell was that? <laughs> all right, now I think we're ready for right. our poll question. It is on Twitter at 1080thefan today, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAA. IAQ.com. Today we are asking you which fan base is most frustrated today. Hmm. Cowboys, Giants, Bills, 
or Blazers? Oh, whoa! <laughs> There's a curveball. Uh, vote twelve of sixteen and blowing a twenty-five point lead to the sorry ass Lakers will do that to you. Vote and vote hard at ten eighty the fan that is on Twitter. Elon Musk's Twitter. It should be the Bills, but I'm going to say most frustrated. Most frustrated, but I think it'll be the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. They've been through it before. They've been through it before, but. I, I think if you're Buffalo, it's like more disappointment for them. Yeah, I th- Buffalo, it's shocking disappointment. Buffalo, you should be more frustrated. You really should. And I mean, there's a million different ways we can go through this, but look, at the end of the day, at home, and you're playing a team without three starting offensive linemen, and the fourth is playing on one leg. Right? You are playing with 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 three starting O linemen out, three and a half. Because that the the guard there that, that toughed it out on one leg, that's a tough bastard. And you gave up six yards of play, you gave up sixty-five percent completion, and the first what sixteen plays, 160 yards and two touchdowns. It's crazy. And you gave up a buck seventy-five on the ground to a bunch of backups. I I I, I need you to explain that to me. I can't Aren't you a big football guy. I cannot. The if you were to tell me all the things that were going to happen, and look, I'm open to the idea that Cincinnati was going to win that game, right? I like Buffalo in it simply because normally when you get down to this level of backup old linemen, you can't do anything. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati was lucky to beat Tyler Huntley because they couldn't run yeah. the ball, and you told me they were going to go into Buffalo. I think we underestimate Jim Harbaugh in, the, in playoff Ravens. It might be. They're tough. But to go into Buffalo and not just win the game, but up front on both lines of scrimmage to beat the living hell out of the Buffalo Bills, and that is what you did with a backup O-line as you mauled them, that is, to me, the most surprising thing that happened all week. And if I am a Bills fan, if I'm Bills' ownership, now I think the idea of calling for McDermott's head, that stuff's stupid. But I totally understand if you're a Bills fan, you're sitting here three years in a row being like, man, this is... This is not good. We, You keep having these things happen in the playoffs, and it's new and fun ways of looking around and saying, great, we won 13 games again. What did that mean? I mean, this is... This, like the Chargers. Yes, this is getting... Well, they're except, playoff Chargers. They actually, yeah, they're, they're, they are the playoff Chargers. The Chargers do it in the regular season. This isn't they're good. They're like the Super Bowl contender Chargers. And the scary thing is, too, with Brian Dable leaving... And look, I'm not trying to throw any shade at Josh Allen, who I think is still one of the three best quarterbacks, although Burrow has certainly passed him. This year without Dable, that's not good. Like, the regression that was there is is kind of scary. Yeah, Burrow's way better. Yes. It's not even close at and this point. And it's like, it's things like, I mean, Allen's a freak physically, and, you know, he can do some awesome stuff that even Joe Burrow can't do, right? We know that. Yes. But just that game was a microcosm. Like, Burrow is so cool he's got it he's so calm he's so smart but like he makes the right play whereas Allen is like more this Brett Favre like I'm gonna risk it or you know just like sort of gunslinger mentality who he can make that play but he also like Burrow just is a clinician yeah and they was it Romo on that call of yeah, that game yeah it was Romo on the call he was comparing him and that team to Peyton Manning and I, and I totally agree with that like Manning he would just get the ball out he just smart he knows what he's doing at the line of scrimmage so much so that you are not going to get him even with backup offensive linemen all over the place, right? Yeah. Like, that's what it was. It's Joe Burrow, man. And he's he sees 
everything really, really well. Josh Allen doesn't. No. Josh Allen misses a lot of stuff, including guys coming right at him where he should see out of his periphery, and he doesn't he doesn't see it until it's too late and he fumbles. I thought Cincinnati also in 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 a game where there was a lot of snow. Like one of the things that we don't think a lot about, and I'll be interested to see now playing in Kansas City on on better turf. W- playing in the snow like that, we all know that like receivers, like you're not fast on that field, right? Everything looks kind of slow and sloppy, and it, I think that snow ended up being a huge advantage for Cincinnati because you you can't really get a good pass rush off of that. Seemed it, yeah. Like every every pass rusher on both sides seems slow. Cincinnati got their pressure by bringing guys from the secondary, right, and guys with running momentum. And so I, I think that helped out Cincinnati a lot, and I, I think they only even touched Burrow three times all game. Phenomenal job. Kansas, but he gets the ball out fast, too, though. Yeah, Kansas City on a better service with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. I'll, I'll, I want to see you know if this is a little different. But for Josh Allen, give a lot of credit to Cincinnati. They brought a lot of really, really good looks. Um, inverting safeties. They gave you a lot of different looks where they started out in one thing and they did kind of what Alabama does. It was kind of this college game where you you end up rolling rolling your coverage and bringing extra guys from one side. And Buffalo and Allen never adjusted to it. And there were probably at least a half a dozen times where you're sitting there telling Josh Allen, you're like, oh my God, here, like, look, 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 look. And they just the awareness wasn't there. And that goes back to, again, with no Dayball, I think there was some real regression with Josh Allen, and he's still a phenomenal player, but the turnovers, the offense didn't look crisp, they didn't have adjustments to be made for Cincinnati, they weren't picking up any of what Cincinnati was doing uh, from a defensive standpoint. I thought they were really sloppy in their play calling, I felt like they just kept kind of fumbling around trying to take deep shots instead of attacking where Cincinnati was blitzing from. And you kind of put those all things together. I think it's a big offseason for Buffalo to try to get back to what Buffalo was offensively the year before, and they have to be able to find a way to run the ball. Because I don't care who you are, Burrow, Allen, whoever, this NFL playoff should show you if you can't run the ball effectively, especially in bad weather, you're not going anywhere. So for all the Burrow talk, remember, they ran for a buck seventy-five and rammed it down Buffalo's throat. Buffalo had no run game. How are you, the team playing in Buffalo that's supposed to be built to be outdoors in this rough and tumble environment? And I swear, you play like the New Orleans Saints. You're you're playing like a uh, the, this dome team where you have to well, throw it sixty times. It's they just rely on Josh Allen. Yes, but when you get out coached like that, you can't always rely on Josh Allen. And they and were out. They were out coached like Plain said, and simple. Both sides of the ball. So I don't know whether you look more at Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, or. Um, Ken Dorsey, their offensive corner. I'm not sure because they were both bad. Cincinnati got to give them all the credit in the world, man. That was awesome. Yeah, and they are at this point no longer overlooked. No, they're. It's like okay, we get it. Yeah. You're you're legit. You're better than Buffalo. Yep. You're you better than Kansas City. You beat mm-hmm. them three times in a row, and you're favored in this one yep. in Kansas City. I mean. I don't know what else we need to say about Cincinnati. That that we, was that we, was awesome. We all said coming in, it was kind of this universal feeling, right? That hey, kind of the best team looks like Cincinnati, but then they had the injuries, and we're like, well, well I mean, Baltimore really gave them, a yeah, fit. Baltimore gave them a fit, and we saw the old line issues, and we're like, well, as good as Cincinnati is, you're not going to be able to overcome this, and for the second year in a row, that damn Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and the rest of them. You're not supposed to be able to do this with these O lines, and Cincinnati for two years in a row is just basically saying, yeah. "Hey, you can't win with matter. a battle line," and they're giving you the double burden. It, like, yes, we can. I don't know why it, it doesn't matter who is blocking for Joe Burrow, but it doesn't. No, and I think that goes back to the Peyton Manning thing. Yeah, they're just really smart. He's smart. He's it. He he reads. He's quick. 
and that's it. Yep. Also, would like to re- remind everyone that when Joe Burrow was at LSU, he had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Can you think so about that? So damn unfair. Can you think about that? Like, think about that. It's dumb. It's oh, kind of like when and, and Oregon State had Chad Ochocinco and TJ Hushimzada. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, I mean, a little poor man's version. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That's a poor man's yes. version of the as, Joe Burrow. As good as those two are, come on, I mean, no, right now, Smith. you have arguably the two best receivers in the NFL. Yeah. He just compared Jonathan Smith to Joe Burrow. <laughs> Call 503-250-1080. Why not? Beaver fan is like, that's an insult to Jonathan Smith. Our beeves. Well, okay. so It's an, it's an embarrassment of riches at LSU. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. That's all our right. poll, right there. Vote. Uh, which fan base is most frustrated today? Cowboys, Bills, Giants, Blazers, AAA Heating and Cooling <laughs> at 1080 the Fan uh, on uh, the they, tweets. How'd they blow that lead? Uh, they suck. That's how. <laughs> About that. Twelve of right, right twelve sixteen. That's not. Um, it's not good. Okay, let's get back to this. Was a great weekend in uh, football. Let's get back to it. Um, few more Bills, Bengals notes. Then we can head to maybe. Um, Niners Cowboys? Yeah. If you'd like. I have audio. We have you, weekend you, audio. You don't want to focus on the big Giants Eagles tilt? Let me see if I have any notes from that game. There isn't. <laughs> There's uh, one note. There's one. One note. I have one. You do have one thing. We have one piece of audio oh. from the pregame there, remember, Isaac? No, I don't. Gronk. Does that ring a bell? Oh, oh. <laughs> that was from that game. Yeah, that was the best part. Did <laughs> I watch Gronk. It would at all? take all of two seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> I did not see Gronk. So bad. Uh, anyway, we'll play that next. Yeah, because I, I have one thought on Philadelphia and that, that sums up Philadelphia and New York. Well, I have one stat. All right, and then, and then we can then we can just forget that game. We can put it to bed. All right, it is three thirty four. Here's Buck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talking sports on Sports Talk. 
Is that generic enough for you? That is very generic. Sports! So, wrapping up Bill's Bengals, and then we'll move on. One, um, do you know the name Lou on Anarumo? I do. Sweet Lou. He's their defensive coordinator. Of the Bengals. Of the Bengals. Yeah. I don't think uh, many people know who he is. Never no. heard that name in my life. Right. But his name is but it going needs to be out there now. His name is going to start getting some recognition because the last couple seasons without necessarily like an all-world group of guys, especially in the well, secondary. He has Eli Apple. Yeah. Eli Apple's terrible. Well, and their best corner's been out. The Eli Apple gets beat on everything and you know, it, it's not a group of stars on that Cincinnati defense and yet this is the second year in a row where I feel like we're this deep in the playoffs and everyone's like, well, you know what? That Cincinnati defense is just better than we give them credit for. And his name is going to start popping up for for head coaching positions. Lou Onarumo. That's his name. Sweet Lou. I'd never heard of him until they wrote him up today. Yeah. And and they were talking about a little on the, on the broadcast where I think, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're a coordinator and it's not a herald of defense, right? I mean, this isn't. You know, we're not talking about one of the two or three best groups in the NFL, but consistently they're 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 outperforming their abilities. It's like with, with with Dable, right? What he did with the Giants this year. When you see a guy that you take a group that on paper doesn't seem like it should be that good, and they're consistently outperforming that, that's when you know that that you have a very good coach and that schematic uh, wise, you're you're very solid. And Cincinnati is. They do a great job without elite talent, of confusing and giving you different looks. And watching them confuse the Bills and Josh Allen was a masterclass. Well, but it's not just him. I mean, they've made Patrick Mahomes look downright bad. Yes. At times. They beat Patrick Mahomes three straight times. So everybody coming into that game thought the top two quarterbacks in the league were Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And Sweet Lou makes them both confused as hell. Yeah. So, yes, he should be getting looks. Hell of a job. And, And I do feel like now, officially... You know, you can plant the flag. The two best players in the NFL, period. And look, I'm I'm a Pat Mahomes guy, um, but I'll, I'm open to the argument that he's done with what he's done here and the fact that he's beaten him three times in a row. I'm open to the idea if someone wants to go Joe. But to me, it is without a doubt anymore the two best players in the NFL are 15 and 9. And, you know, take take your pick. I, I If you told me 10 years, again, for the next 10 years, I'm, I'm still taking 15. Who's fifteen? That uh, Mahomes guy. Oh, just making sure. Although I, you and know, nine, of course. I'm only taking Cooper Rush, who <laughs> should have been playing out there. Clearly, I'm only taking Mahomes because his brother and wife shut up this year. Yeah, they have shut up. They have. Well, yeah. she had a baby. Yeah. If they're still Bronze. in the spotlight, then I think I'm leaning towards Burrow, who has no annoying family members. Well, too Mahomes low. is a likable guy, though. He's a great guy, as opposed to his wife and. Yeah, his wife and brother really tilted the scales for a while. Yeah, though. but he seems nice. It makes me not... It's like how I, I told you that I root against the, the Giants and a little bit the Niners because of dirt. That's Mahomes' lady and brother were, were getting to me to the point where I was rooting against him, but now that they've taken a step back, I can embrace... Because I love Andy Reid, and, and Mahomes seems like a, the, the, the real deal. A, a good guy. would be a pretty cool party if you had all eight quarterbacks from this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Just hanging, drinking. You see what's up? Some some cool dudes in there. Like, who would you most want to? Probably Burrow, right? I think Burrow. Hang with? I think I'd want to. Although he's, they're all young. I'm just going to be that weird old guy in yeah, the corner. Yeah, Dak's the old guy. I know. I don't. Andy's wanna, the worst one. I don't want to hang with Dak. You know, I bet you Pat Mahomes though. You know, he's a Coors Light guy. We could. I, I, Who's, I, who do you think is the alpha in that group? I think Josh Allen's the wild card. I think. I think I don't. I don't know what to expect with him. I think Burrow's the alpha. 
You think so? I feel like Burrow. Quiet Alpha. They're no, all watching Burrow. I don't think Burrow's quiet. I think Burrow's coming in and you're, you're, he's, he's strutting. He's, in, he's got it. He's got a fur coat and yeah. you know it's. But he seems like the alpha by example to me, not the alpha yes, by. You know? that's right. Yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, you don't have to be a, a a screamer to be an alpha. Yeah. You know, I I tend to think that Burrow may take charge of that group and decide how the evening's going to. You don't go. have to be all high T to be an alpha, <laughs> like Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Good lord. What? Can, yeah, it just can we let carve it out? No, no. Uh, well, we will, but just <laughs> yeah, not right I'll, now. I'll let it go not right, right now. now. It's on the it's in the notes, okay? Uh so Instajinx stat, two other things, and then we move uh to the next game. But um did you see that stat they showed Bills Bengals? Joe Buck was talking about it. The Bills fourteen red zone drives the last two postseasons. Did you see this stat? I did by not chance? see the stat. Fourteen red zone drives the last two postseasons, thirteen tutties and one field goal. Mm. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And instantly jinxed the uh, <laughs> um, Bengals held them to a field goal. <laughs> I mean, it's like clockwork. When they mention something, yeah. it will be jinxed. Here it comes. Any streak of any kind. Well. Or good stat. I'll just, I'll just say it again. As good as Josh Allen is, there was regression this year. It was sloppy. The turnovers were a problem. The red zone was an issue. Early on, they lost games because of him in the red zone. And he looked lost against Cincinnati. And, you know, if, if you're Buffalo, you cannot sit there this offseason and say, well, we win 13 games every year. We win the division. You have to take a long, hard self-examination look at yourself in the mirror and realize that we need to get better along the offensive front. We need to find an every down back that we can rely on. And we need to find an offensive scheme that, that Allen feels comfortable. I know that you're not going to replace Brian Dable, but you have that that cannot be your offense next year and say this is this is what we're doing. And they got to draft a little better. I saw one today, and not that they haven't drafted okay. Like DeMar Hamlin was their leading tackler this year. I think they found him in the fourth or fifth round. Knox was a, a third or fourth round guy, and he's a good tight end for them. They haven't drafted a pro bowler in five years. Really? Yeah, and there's been some... You know, like Ed Oliver is not a bad player, and like Knox isn't a bad player, Ham was not a bad player, but they have not drafted difference makers. But they've made some good moves. Though. They have made some good moves. But getting it, Diggs, getting Von Miller. Yes, and and Von Miller, by the way, their their pass rush, uh, like pressure rate with Von Miller was like twenty nine percent. Without him, it's like seven. Yeah, it was a big he, loss. he was a big loss. But Did you see Diggs being a bitch. Yeah, and he's, predictably, yeah, what did he, he do? Was, well, he just was on the sidelines. Well, unhappy. he was yelling and, and you know throwing a fit on the sideline, but then they also said he left early. Yeah, yeah, it was a which is not shocking. He, he was very, very frustrated Sore with loser. what was going on. But you, in order to 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 get over the top, you need difference makers. And you know when you're paying people in Buffalo, just like everywhere else, you have to be able you to know, draft guys that are difference makers. And Buffalo, the last handful of years, it's been a very good team. And, you know, Poyer's going to leave this year in free agency. He basically said as much. And I know you signed Knox, and you went out and got Diggs. Hopefully Von Miller comes back, but at his age, we're not certain if he's going to be that elite pass rusher. And you have to start drafting guys that can contribute on the cheap. This is how you... This is how you stay in front of the rest of the NFL. And the last couple of years, it's been a little soft in Buffalo. One thing I was thinking on Sunday didn't necessarily factor in. Well, it, it kind of did. As it pertains to Buffalo, like what you're talking about, I kept thinking about the Christian McCaffrey move. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about it pertaining to Buffalo, although now that you talk about that, 
I'm like, well, why didn't Buffalo go get him? Like that would fit with Josh Allen. Just him, you can line him up anywhere. anywhere he catches passes. Allen, I could see Allen and him clicking big time. Hundred percent. Like imagine adding that element to the Bills' offense. Yep. And he was out there. He was sitting out there. Yep. And the Niners were the ones smart enough to go get him. I was thinking about it more in terms of Dallas. Dallas could have had him. Yeah. I mean, Chris, the fact that Christian McCaffrey, like I just, I love the NFL in the playoffs because it just comes down to to minute things, right? It's just really, like the Cowboys could have had that game. Tony Pollard gets hurt. Huge, huge, huge factor. Absolutely. Dak Prescott, uh Two interceptions, huge. Fa- like, there's just so many little things you can point to that if the ball bounces a couple of different ways or one guy doesn't get hurt or they make one extra move, uh, you know, at the trade deadline or in the offseason, you know, it, it really comes down to that. And I just I just sat there going, my God, the Niners are so smart because Kyle Shanahan calls the shots there, right? Mm-hmm. And Kyle Shanahan has a distinct offense, and they saw a guy – they saw a guy – that fit what they do, that fits what they do, and the GM went out and got it for his head coach. Yeah. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. Not this BS of, and I don't know who the Bills' GM is or how the Bills go about their business, but Dallas, we certainly know because it's very public. Yeah. Not this crap of Jerry Jones and his kid trying to figure out, trying to get, they got rid of Amari Cooper. Yeah. So right there, you, if you really want to look at that Cowboys-Niners game, you could go down that rabbit hole if you'd like and say, you know what the difference in that game was? The Cowboys being dumb enough to let Amari Cooper walk for nothing and the Niners signing Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And the Cowboys could have had Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey has been the best gamble I've seen in the NFL in a while. It transformed their offense. But it's like it's just the idea that it's the, the Niners operate the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. You believe in your head coach. He has a, a very sound system that you all buy into. And when there's a when there's an opportunity out there to improve upon that or help him, the GM does that. He supports him. Yeah. That's exactly what the Niners did with McCaffrey. And it's exactly the opposite of what the Cowboys do. As bad as Dak Prescott was, and we will be talking about him, of course, freaking Ezekiel Elliott's awful. Yes. And they hitched their wagon to him. They paid him a a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. So Tony Pollard getting hurt absolutely killed them. Terrible decision to even still have Zeke Elliott. He's terrible. And they had no one else to go to. No, CeeDee Lamb and Schultz, and there's really not anyone well, else. Well, you have CeeDee Lamb. Schultz, I thought, had a bad game. Um, freaking Michael Gallup cost them twice. Yep. He was awful. Yeah. On that first interception, he just basically gave up on the play. And you, so it's little. So I'm talking about little things like this that aren't even the. We talk too much about the quarterbacks. You know, we can talk schemes. There's all kinds of factors that go into why you win or lose. But it comes down to little things like these moves that you think are smart in the offseason that kill you in the postseason. And I saw one of them that really has helped the Niners. Because remember, they've lost two quarterbacks. Yep. How many teams can lose two quarterbacks and still be here? Doesn't happen. Niners made one, Cowboys anti made one. Yeah. And the Bills didn't really do it. No. Well, I guess they got Miller, but he got hurt, so that's kind of a bad But you look through break. you look through Buffalo and we've seen this now for a couple uh a couple weeks in a row. As good as Stefan Diggs is, 
the amount of disrespect that you saw from Baltimore and Cincinnati, it leads you to believe one thing. Because we, we get into narratives a lot, right? Because the Bills, you know, because you, you got Stephon Diggs, and you got Gabe Davis, and you got Knox. We got McKenzie in the slot. So this idea that Buffalo is, you know, it's they're good, right? It's like, hey, we, we, got a, we got a good offense here. But you see it time and time again in big games. No one is afraid of Buffalo's receivers. Nobody. And you see that with the risks and the chances that teams take against them. Mm-hmm. You don't play that way against teams that terrify you. And as good as Diggs is, they are not scared of the Buffalo wide receivers. And Buffalo in this offseason, in fact, God, they had to go back and get Cole Beasley. They need to do something. This has to be, a. I think that the biggest offseason you could say of any team this year, if you want to talk about elite teams in kind of in this window, the biggest offseason for me is Buffalo. If they sit around on their hands and say, we're going to rewind this, we're going to get into the category next year where they lose again in the postseason, and we're going to be sitting there being like, hey, man, what the hell? They have got to go out and address some of these well, things. Well, in fairness to the Niners, it's the same thing Joey Harrington was saying last week when we talked to him. You know, they have an all-pro guy at every level. Yeah. Running back, wide receiver, tight end. Yep. That certainly helps your in offensive line. That helps your quarterback. Whereas the Bills have some, but they, you know, like you're saying, if they get somebody like a McCaffrey in the backfield, that opens things up for the other guys. Absolutely. Or at tight end, who's, you know, like a Kelsey or somebody. It's, it, I mean, those guys don't grow on trees, but that's no. the difference. Yep. Right there. And they got to find a consistent, you know, you look at whether it's it's Moss or they went out and got Cook this year. You know, these, these backs that they're finding in the second round, second and third round behind this offensive line, it's it's just not good enough. This is the second year in a row we say that Buffalo needs to be able to consistently run the ball, and they can't. And so when you get against better teams and you get in the bad weather, Buffalo has to do a better job of running the ball and helping out Josh Allen. They can't sit there and say, Josh Allen is our Superman, and he's going to win the games for us because it's just it's it's, it's not going to happen. All right, we breeze through Eagles-Giants next on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, we don't spend much time on Eagles Giants. Um, the Giants got rolled. Yeah, it was over before it started. The Eagles. Uh, the only stat I had on that was the Eagles beat the Giants by sixty-three total points this year. They beat them three times. <laughs> that is the most any team has beaten another team three times in a season since nineteen twenty-nine. And that included the Week uh, eighteen where the Philadelphia didn't care and neither it was did a six-point game. Neither did the Giants. They're like, eh, whatever. But in the two games that it mattered, they stomped the mud hole. And look, I've been I've been pretty critical of the Giants all year. I thought they were kind of uh, it was a fun story. But I mean, hey, they they won a playoff game, so dude, Brian Dable is amazing. But this is why I was not a, a Giants believer. And this is my one thing that I'll point to: if I take the starting twenty-two, offense, defense, and I'm being objective here, right? I'm not trying to make any sort of grandioso point. Would you care to guess how many? Four, three. Three. If I took the starters from both sides, there would be three New York Giants that would start for the Philadelphia Eagles. Three. Who's that? Andrew Thomas, who's their left tackle, okay. would would start. And by the way, the two tackles for Philadelphia are amazing. It's just Andrew Thomas. Mylota is really good, but Andrew Thomas is quickly becoming one of the two or three best tackles in football. So he would start. Saquon Barkley would start when healthy. 
and uh, Dexter Lawrence would start in the middle for because he again. That's it. Huh? That's it. And by the way, that that's there's not another like, there's not another like. Well, you know, I maybe you can make three three guys. So when you have three starters, three starters on one side. I don't care how good of a coach you are. It's Jim's and Joe's, man. This is such a colossal yeah. mismatch in rosters, and that's all you need to know uh, uh, about this game. Well, and Hertz was fine. Yes. That, and when, was and, the, that was a key. And he's been the cog all year that when Hertz is healthy, and by the way, he's still not 100% healthy. You can tell that he's favoring that shoulder. And They said it before the game. Yeah, he's not as, as active in the run game, but when he is cooking... There was a reason why most of the year Hertz was the MVP and Philadelphia was the best team in football. And I think after a month of kind of well, three, four weeks, if you include the, the bye week, where it was just kind of, man, they didn't look real pretty and the defense looked like they were kind of sleepwalking and the offense with Minshew wasn't very good and they <laughs> lost to Dallas. I think that was a reminder that, by the way, for the first 15 weeks of the season, we were the best team in football. That being said, be careful with the overreaction because that's an ass beating against a team that had no way to stand up to you. F uh, Philadelphia, this is, this is such a great matchup. San Francisco will not be bowled over the way that the giants were. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I just think there, there's Pretty this, obvious. there's an idea. I've heard some from some of the national guys today, this idea of, Oh, you know, Philadelphia, they just can't be stopped. San Francisco will give them resistance. This is two bullies beating everyone up. And they're finally going to get to meet. This is U.S. and Russia on the world stage saying, hey, we've, we've picked on everyone else. Well, now you've met your match. You know, Rocky Drago, let's go. This is this is everything I could hope for. The uh, Gigantes, 3-6-1 and one in their last 10 games. Did you know that? I did not know that. Not very good. No. But the losses, three of them were to Philly. Um, and then the other three were Dallas, Detroit, and Minnesota. Yeah. But it's, again, it's... it's so pretty good teams. Yeah, it's just... Like I said, they are. They just weren't that good. They're limited. They're doing, well coached. Yes, they're well coached. They're great in situational spots, and they're they're scheming their way through. But who who is it? Uh, Kirby Smart. <laughs> you can't out coach recruiting, right? <clears throat> like, and in the NFL, you can't out coach roster differences of of that magnitude. And Philadelphia and San Francisco, there just aren't any weaknesses. Well, maybe San Francisco with the quarterback position, right? That's you know we don't. 100% no with Purdy. That should be a huge advantage with Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. But outside of that, there just isn't a lot of weaknesses. There are playmakers at all three levels. Elite O-lines, right? Good, well, elite backs in San Francisco. Good backs in Philadelphia. Elite receivers across the board. Elite defenders at all three levels. You know, there, there just isn't a lot here that you're going to poke a hole in either side. All right. Uh, next hour, we have some NFL audio. We'll get our stock watch in and uh, in the news coming up. It is 401 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.